Regina. Grey Cup is weeks away. Get your daily update here. You're listening to the Cats Audio Network. From the Cats Audio Network, this is Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Cats Today for a Friday, November the 4th, 2022. We'll be Butko here with you. Thanks for joining us on the Cats Audio Network. Happy Friday as we've made it through another week and we've made it through another full practice week as well as the Cats hit the field for day three or as they call it game day uh, around the uh, practice facility. Yeah, their last time hitting the field before traveling to Montreal to take on the Alouettes in that East semifinal game. It is a one o'clock kickoff which means here on the Cats Audio Network We'll be on the air at 12 o'clock. Andy Fantus, Bob O'Neill getting you set on Tiger Cats pregame. They'll hand it off to RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. And don't worry, right through the game, postgame, and even leading up to pregame, uh, we got you covered here on the Ticats Audio Network. You can go to listen.ticats.ca to uh, hear the latest or make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your favorite shows. Uh, you catch a brand new episode of Ticats this week. That's now available with RJ and Luke. Catch a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy. Caught up with Sean Campbell today. That's available on the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, you can catch up on a week's worth of shows. Because uh, it's been a busy one. We had uh, the uh, awards announced. We had the All-Stars, I should say, announced um, twice. Uh, we had the All-Star Division announced. So uh, we caught up with a lot of those guys. We'll catch up with a few more uh, today. Uh, one exclusively on Ticats.ca. Uh, you can catch my interview with Jamal Roll. Uh, you can catch Cam Kelly on this show, as we're going to hear from him as he spoke after practice. We'll hear from Coach O, as we always do. And we'll hear from Montreal native Sean Thomas Erlington, who's getting set to play in his first playoff game in Montreal. And uh, he always loves going back to Montreal. And you'll hear why in just a second when we hear from him. And, whoo, man, this is a long intro, because uh, that's how busy this week has been. Uh, we'll be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. Caught up with him to get set for a very busy weekend in the Canadian Football League. So, did you get all that? Glenn Suter, Cam Kelly, Sean Thomas Erlington. But let's start as we normally do. Here's the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after practice today. We prayed for fog. I was upset that it left. No, it's good. It, um, it was, we were going to be fine either way. And the only thing it does there is it just prevents a little bit of the film. But uh, it cleared up. It was a great day, great practice. It's just the energy of the guys. They just, uh, they're out there competing, chirping one another, uh, having fun, but getting work done. And uh, you can just see the sense of urgency and um, it's all just part of the preparation. So that wasn't specific to any position. It was a collective. We're going to put the full complement of, of people out there. And, um, you know, the health of some of them does have a little bit to do with it. Um, but basically, we'll be, like I said the other day, we'll be relatively the same as we were a couple weeks ago. There'll be a couple tweaks. And, you know, at the end of the day, you'd love to suit everybody. There's... Uh, you know, everybody's really deserving to play. They practice, they put in the time, but um, this is what this is what it is. So we're going to go out there with whoever and expect to win. Just they're going to be prepared. They're going to they're going to battle. You know, we've had lots of great battles. Even when I was the the defensive coordinator, um, 
we had some low scoring affairs where it was uh, the defense was really dominating the game on both sides. Um, so yeah, he's experienced and you know, uh, you always prepare for the other coordinator and the other team, but oh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for me to ever waver from focusing on ourselves. Uh, don't put a lot of time and, and, and stock into that. You just go with it. That's it. We, you explain it, you prepare them, uh, you show them the outline, what the morning looks like. You know, we re reiterate it all throughout the week. And, you know, I think there's, it's a positive to not be waiting around the hotel um, for X amount of hours. So that's all. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, there's three teams not playing this week. So it wouldn't matter if it was eight in the morning. We'll be ready to go. That is the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after practice today. As always, full scrums available at ticats.ca. That's where you can catch uh, my full scrum with Jamal Roll, who is a CFL East Division All-Star, as is Cam Kelly for the first time in his career. And we caught up with him after practice to talk about that. Um, thankful. You know, I was off. I was happy uh, just Thankful, you know, just giving God all the glory. Uh, just kind of just took the time to just reflect on just my journey and just, you know, where I come from, you know, since college and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I was definitely happy. I mean, it means a lot, you know, because, I mean, those, these are my brothers, you know. So, I mean, I want to see them uh, do well, you know, almost more than I, you know, I care about, you know, just my accomplishments, you know. So, uh this and then, you know, us being able to be in the playoffs, you know, that's big for us. You know, a lot of us, that's the thing. That's why I love this team. You know, a lot of people, they're happy, um, you know, with their personal accomplishments or, you know, everybody wants to strive for that. But at the end of the day, we just want to we want to win the cup, you know. So honestly, this is all kind of just like background noise right now. We just got to finish. Um, I feel like we're, that's a, a lesson that we've had to learn the hard way, you know, with the way last year ended as well with the way uh, we ended some of the games this year, you know. But I feel like as a team, we've caught our stride. We've started to learn how to finish those games and win those games. And uh, I feel like we got hot at the right time. So now we just need to, you know, keep the momentum going. And if the momentum ever dies, you know, create it again and seize it. Um, you know, Trevor is a is a good quarterback. He's smart. He knows how to distribute the ball. They have a lot of playmakers, a lot of speedy guys. Um, and their offensive coordinator, he does a good job of putting them in good positions. You know, they stay out of second and long. So really, you know, we just got to make sure that we stay on our keys and um, just try and limit the explosions. And that is second year linebacker Cam Kelly as we caught up with him after practice today. Uh, first time CFL East Division All-Star. Uh, this guy wasn't an all-star, but he is an all-star uh, right here where it counts, putting at the heart. Uh, that's Sean Thomas Erlington, and he is getting set to go back to Montreal to play in a playoff game as a professional football player for the first time in his career. And when we caught up with him after practice today, I asked uh, what that meant to him to be going back to Montreal in the playoffs. No, you're right. First playoff game out there, I think... I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I, I do not treat it like a different game. I do treat it as a different game in a sense where I'm going to see family. Family's going to be around. I get to speak French to people in town. But other than that, to me, I just got to focus on what I have to do, and I think that's what everybody has to do on the team and to just come together and win this game. I feel sometimes it's just like a flavor, flavor of the week with those two guys. You know, Donnie is more of a – I mean, Wes has his moves too, but Wes is more of a downhill guy. And I think I – with my skill set, I can complement either or. So it's just it's been working pretty pretty well in the past like what three four weeks. I think the the, the boys take 
in the man's pride into running the ball. I think it's something that's that's known that when when you establish a run in the CFL, you usually I wouldn't say you usually win the game, but it puts the game in your favor because you opened up the pass much more, and it just makes it a more balanced uh, offense in general. I feel like it, it's hard to use it now. I think we 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 do got to focus. I, we were very confident that we can get past these two opponents to get back to the to the big dance, but. We got to focus on this game right here, the game in Montreal. We can't really set our eyes on on the Grey Cup right now because we, truthfully, we have two games to win. So it focuses on this Sunday, and then we'll think about the next one, and then the next one. This is definitely uh, a team I've been a part of, which we've come across the most adversity I think that I've ever played a part of, of. and just the the way we've bounced back in the last third of the season has been amazing. The guys. I'd say through through the whole season, um, character character nobody. Obviously, there was a point where we we were people really wanted to win and people were comp- competitive and wanted to get at each other a little bit, but we it never got negative. The energy was never ne- negative. I think Coach O is a big part of this, but also uh, as as adults, we just came came together with, and we're a team that wants to win. We try to do what's best for our team so that everybody could could cherish those moments. And for more on a very busy weekend in the CFL, talking the semifinal, West semifinal, very pleased to be joined by the CFL and TSN's Glenn Suter. And uh, Suits are going to throw it right at you right away. Give me a reason to be optimistic about the Ticats' chances in Montreal. Well, you know, when you look at the last month with the Ticats and the way they've played, the way that Dane Evans has played, uh, the way that Matthew Schultz has come off the bench, and played and that combination as well you know the the newcomer I guess I mean not really new to the team but in West Hills coming in and uh, being part of that run game I, you know I think when you add all those things up you could all you could make an argument that the Ticats are the hottest team in the east I mean and, and and that's all due respect to Toronto but I I think there are many across the country that actually believe that Hamilton will be able to run the table here and upset Montreal because Montreal should be favored being at home and certainly Toronto will be favored but uh, you know I, I would make the argument that they're they're a pretty hot team right now going into the playoffs uh, a lot of that has come from the stabilization of the offensive line can you put mm-hmm. it into perspective what it means to have consistency particularly at that group with those five guys most of the time when it comes to the success of your run game your pass protection why is it important that those five guys week in and week out are generally the same I always when I'm talking to kids um, and coaching minor football I always use the analogy of a chain link fence so you've got five chain links attached together and they move together And when they move together, you can't break that chain. It moves this way to block off the left side of the formation. It moves back to block off the right side of the formation. But they have to do it together. It's the same as the uh, defensive backfield. It's It's more space to cover, but their spacing has to be equal and moving together. So if that offensive line, if one of those links breaks, and now the two over here are not in sync with the three over here, that gap is where the defense can shoot and make a play in the backfield or stop or get to your quarterback or whatever it may be. So it's kind of, think of it like that chain link, just moving together, 
moving forward, moving back, moving side to side, as long as they're together and those gaps are maintained by the offensive line. Of course, they have to be physical, but um, you know that that's why they have to be together. That's why the the importance of communication and and continuity so important in that position group. Yeah, and uh, you know when it when the move was made, I know a lot of people were thinking, you know, what what's David Beard doing here, or you know, calling Kelly. Uh, David Beard's really been a stabilizing force on that O line, and to that mm-hmm. point, I mean, it really does open up the playbook for a guy like Tommy Condell, who's gonna need it going up against a guy like Noel Thorpe. I mean, this is a a great offensive minded coach in 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 uh, in Tommy Condell on the offensive side, and Noel Thorpe who has seen a lot in this league. How do you see that chess match playing out in this one? Well, I I love the chess matches in both of these matchups on the weekend because, you know, again, um, when you look at a strength of a team coming in and it's, there's always, every team sort of evolves throughout the season. What are they, what are they good at now? What are they good at over the last month? And I I would suggest that both these teams with Stanbeck return, to the lineup in Montreal. Both of these teams are going to lean on the run at least early and probably on first down. You're going to hear a lot of that probably throughout the week or weekend leading into the game. But um, yeah, that that chess match of Tommy Condell saying, okay, our run game with Thomas Erlington and, and Wes Hills has been prominent of late. Does that mean that Noel Thorpe will then load the line of scrimmage to stop that run? And then will I then take the next step to go big time play action fake the run up the middle rpos run pass option type plays and try to counter what i believe they're going to do on defense really it's going to be about in-game adjustments once you see what they're doing and you can actually apply it and then come back and say hey you know that plan we worked on all week scrap it that's not what they're doing (laughs) you know because that happens too so i i love Love the chess match, and I love when you have, you know, whether it's veteran uh, OC and DCs going head to head, or or even new guys that are are here for a reason. They're in the playoffs for a reason because they called good games throughout the year. Hmm. Uh you. I don't think you can stop Eugene Lewis, uh, especially against the Tie Cats. How do you slow him down? And and the Tie Cats secondary. We talked about uh, you know that unit being cohesive mm-hmm. and continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the game plan to slowing down Eugene Lewis? Well, there's a couple of ways you can do it. I mean, you can you can drastically X and O's uh, your your back end so that you're rolling your coverage towards him. So, you know, if he's in the short side of the field, you can roll your zones where the corner is going to come up and jam him on the line of scrimmage. But there's always a guy behind that corner to you know, help on any deep route or be there for any deep route. And then they both can, can, you know, chase them down that in those routes so that they they can get basically acquired double coverage when they get down there. So, you know, I, I think there's that, but that also weakens you in different areas. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you're actually saying I'm going to spend two or maybe even three players in that area or that zone. I'm sort of trying to simplify, but in, you know, in that zone, And, and and if you do that, you have weakened the wide side of the field, for instance. So there's more space over there. And that's where, you know, again, the chess match happens and offenses adjust. Or you can also just tell Tunde Adelike, just wherever he is, we want you to, to lean to that side. So don't be straight in the middle of the formation. 
you see Eugene Lewis into the boundary, lean into that boundary a little bit. And we'll, we'll let our guys to the field hold their own because we definitely have to take away this guy. I, I think if I were ever coaching and, uh, you know, coaching minor football and, my, and minor hockey, I always wanted to take away the other team's strength. Not, not even take it away, but limit the other team's strength. So whatever is their strength, let's limit them and make them go to something else to beat us. I want to get into the battle of quarterbacks because Dane Evans has only known the playoffs uh, in his CFL career. The Ticats have had success since he has been here. Trevor Harris has had success in the playoffs, but sometimes people ask whether he can win that big game himself. Who do you feel like is feeling more pressure going into this game? A guy like Trevor Harris or a guy like Dane Evans? I think for different reasons, they're both like equally probably, you know, no, I won't say question. Like this is not like, I, I think they played well enough and consistent enough in the last month that both fan bases should be pretty comfortable that they're going to see good play out of the quarterback position. I, I, you know, Trevor Harris is a little bit streaky throughout his career, and Dane Evans went through that sort of getting in his own head this year, and you don't want that to creep back into the scenario, even though I think that's well behind him now. Um, and just talking to him on Zooms and seeing a different comfort level, he has the experience of a Grey Cup game, two Grey Cup games. He has the experience of these playoffs. So that will help him, but so does Trevor Harris. I, I, I you know, I think that for both of these quarterbacks – you know, well, you'll hear a ton about this weekend about not turning the ball over and things like that. I, not turning the ball over means you're being too protective if you're if you're going in like that with that mindset. I, I think you go in saying we're running our offense. We're confident. We're running our offense. If something happens and there's a swing in momentum that goes against us, we will play even keel. Don't worry about it. Wait till the next series. You get tons of series in the CFL, as you know, especially in the last three minutes. So don't worry about it. We'll get back on the field. I think the the most consistent quarterback, not even the the you know the biggest numbers or he they don't have to play out of their minds great, but the most consistent one with a good run game for both teams um, wins this game. Yeah, and uh, four quarters of football is uh, is going to be what it takes to win it, and we've seen the Ticats struggle with that at points this season. Do you think they have those issues behind them at this point after having watched them the last few weeks uh, compared to what we saw at the start where it seemed like they couldn't hold on to that lead being outscored in the fourth quarter? Do you, is that one of those issues that the Ticats probably shouldn't be worried about heading into this one? I think they should be confident. Honestly, I, I think when you go through your tough seasons and and many, including Dane Evans, I'm sure Coach O would tell you the same thing. This has been the most challenging season of their tenure. And uh, when you go through those things and still end up making the playoffs and have this opportunity where all of the records and all the regular season history is now gone, it doesn't matter anymore. You can build, say, we are stronger as a team, stronger individually, which makes us stronger as a team, and we're going to have that that ch those challenges galvanize our locker room. I, I, I think that's why there are many across the country that are looking at Hamilton as favorites almost. And, and again, no disrespect to Toronto, got first in the division and all of that. I just – I think there's three good teams there, and they're going to battle. And But there's many saying – 
I like Hamilton to run the table. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, this game especially, you know, maybe the winner of the East semifinal probably might go into that game in Toronto uh, as a little bit of a favorite. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the West semifinal because this one shaping up to be a, a battle of probably two quarterbacks who are hopefully be watching in the CFL for a very long time and, and Nathan Rourke and, and Jake Mayer. How do you see this one playing out? This one seems like a, a real honest coin flip. Uh, both teams seem prepared for it. Well, one of their games against each other this week and Nathan Rourke played in that one was a 41-40 <laughs> shootout so if we get anywhere close to that for this playoff game it'd be pretty exciting I think what has to everyone has to keep in mind is uh, both Nathan Rourke and Jake Mayer uh, have not started have not been starting quarterbacks for a full season yet mm-hmm. I mean they're 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 both real young quarterbacks so let's see how they handle the pressure let's see how they handle the speed I, I'm very confident that they both will. They both show great humility. They are both working very hard to prepare and have all, all season. So I, I, I don't have a question that they're not going to play at a high level. I just, it's just when it's your first go at it, you just don't know. I mean, the speed of a of a playoff game is so different. The intensity level is so different. It happens really quickly. You have to be engaged, keep your feet on the ground, and be ready. Um, Having said that, Nathan Rourke this week has looked fantastic in practice. He's running around more so than he did before that game against Winnipeg, the final game of the regular season where he only played a few oh, series. Yeah. He's he's taken all the number one reps, so he's ready. But this game, this game comes down to a very, very simple old school line of scrimmage because Calgary has run the ball so much and so effectively. If BC... He cannot stop the run on defense. This game is over. Calgary's going to the to the West Final because the combination of Diedrich Mills, Kadeem Carey, and Peyton Logan, whichever combination they use there, and they might be able to go with all three on the roster. Boy, that they rushed for over 500 yards in two games versus Saskatchewan. Now the BC line defense is not Saskatchewan, but I'm just saying, yeah, you run for 500 yards in two games. Your run game and O-line are together and in sync. And if the Lions can't stop that run, game over. Calgary's going to the final. Uh, yeah, Diedrich Mills, especially the last few weeks, been really impressed with what we've uh, seen out of him. Uh, and just one more before I let you go. Uh, the, they're opening the upper bowl at BC uh, Place. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know as someone who, who who is passionate about football out there, uh, what does that mean to you to see and, uh, and the turnaround in the 2024 Grey Cup? happening in your own backyard uh it's it's a good time to be a football fan in british columbia isn't it well it's it's amazing what amar doman the new owner here has done in vancouver uh this is just another example i'll give you a couple of uh uh, small details that he is taking care of in you know the the outlying cities like hope and Merritt and Kelowna and and kamloops um you know there's a lot of football fans there and he is arranging for pricing so that you buy your playoff ticket and includes a bus ride to the game from those communities and a bus ride back so he can get fans to the game and back safely same with the Vancouver Island fans coming across on BC ferries to go to this game he's taking care of those details i thought it was fantastic when they announced the 24 Grey Cup will be here in Vancouver when he said we are honored and privileged to be able to have the right to host a game 
this province will not let you down. There's such great respect for the game in everything that Amar Doman does. And we're seeing the results of that in just one year. There's going to be over 30,000 people at this game. And to make that kind of rebound kind of season, it does two things. One, it shows you that if you really dig in and, and approach it in the right way, it can happen in any big city across this country. And I believe it could happen in Toronto too. If you approach it the way Amara Doman has, has approached it here in Vancouver, um, it's going to be an unreal atmosphere. You can't talk to each other on the field when that place is is full and loud, and it will be for this game. It's going to be exciting. And those fans are right on the sidelines too, right? And they make some noise, and it's a tough place to play, and uh, Calgary's going to have their hands full. It uh, should be a great weekend of football suits. I'm going to put you on the spot. Can I get you back next week to, to recap it and set up the uh, division finals? Absolutely. Let's do it. Can't right. wait. And, well, and we're going to have a great weekend, so can't wait. My thanks to Glenn Suter from the CFL on TSN for joining me today to wrap up the week and lead us into a huge CFL playoff weekend. Of course, he will be on the call for the West Coast game. That's happening in BC, the West semifinal, as the Lions host the Calgary Stampeders and uh, the only call you're going to want of our game. Yeah, it's RJ. It's Luke. You've heard them all season. They're on the air on the Ticats Audio Network starting at 1 o'clock. Before that, you can get Tiger Cats game day with Bubba O'Neill and Andy Bantuz. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Thanks so much for checking us out all week. We really do appreciate it. I personally appreciate it. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic week. Can't wait to talk to you on Monday. After a big Ticats win. Let's go. Let's get this done. Go Ticats. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great weekend. Go Cats. Hamilton Tiger Cats fans. You're not done here, Ticats. We have the Ticats info you need on their road to Regina. Here on the Ticats Audio Network.